Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. All right, and welcome everyone to today's episode. Uh, and today we've got quite a, quite a special episode. We're joined with T. Riggs, who has had quite a varied career from being uh, the founder of her own uh, film and movie making business and to now more recently moving into a variety of uh, different sales management roles at a couple of different companies. And the reason why today's episode is quite special is T is currently the SDR manager at Snowplow Analytics. And T is also actually my manager. Um, so we're in for a real treat today. Um, I've really been blown away by the culture and the leadership at Snowplow and I've uh, really enjoyed working with T over the past couple of months. Um, so hence why we're in for a, a good treat today. So T, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, would you like to do a sort of quick introduction to, your, to yourself as well? Yeah, thanks, Callum. It's uh, it's really great to be on your podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, quick introduction, like you were just mentioning. So I've had a, a bit of a different background. Um, how I landed into sales is, is quite unique. My uh, my former profession is actually I studied to become um, a film director and screenwriter. And I did that for the most part of eight years back in Scandinavia because I'm half Finnish and half um, American. And I was living in Finland and studying to be a film director. And um, like you mentioned as well, I, I had my own company. Um, I've actually done uh, two feature films that were in theatrical release and in the kind of horror genre and mock documentary um, genre. And um, was doing doing quite well and um, yeah, kind of, kind of accidentally kind of landed here in the UK a little bit. And, and from there kind of accidentally got into, um, into sales. So that's a little bit of background about me. Hopefully that gives a little bit of context to what you were saying there, Callum. Awesome, yeah, no, that's great. Cheers to you. I think, um, I think it's gonna be uh, really interesting to get your perspective from like a variety of different, um, different industries mm-hmm. and, and working with, with, with different leaders. So I guess just like our, our first question to, to sort of kick things off, um, as we mm-hmm. just mentioned, you've had like a, a variety working in a couple of different backgrounds, also like mm-hmm. you know, running, running your own business and then also working with uh, other sort of managers and leaders in a variety of different companies. What, what do you think sort of like great leadership um, looks, like, looks like to you? Oh, that, that's, that's a good question. Um, I think great leadership is, is something that I don't think everyone is, is born a leader. Um, and I'm, I'm not so sure on the question, can every, anyone just be made into a leader? I think it's something I guess you have to have a little bit. Um, but I think great leadership looks like for me is like people that are in that field have a sense of ability to have empathy, um, I think is, is a big thing. So um, leadership is, I think, for some reason, people sometimes view it as, you know, we're just a bunch of people who have this vision and, and great strategy and, and this view of like where they want to take things offwards. But I think people sometimes forget to look at the underlining things that you have to have as well uh, to be a great leader. And empathy is is one of the big things that I kind of see in, in that role. Um, you know, there's other things as well, but empathy for me is like a really huge point there. Um, and I think, in my personal opinion, I don't think that you can be a great leader without that without that kind of factor. Do you think, T, that that's changed uh, as a leadership requirement over the last kind of five to 10 years and, and become more important? 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I personally think, yes, um, I've been looking at, I mean, I follow a variety of different leaders. Um, I, I've spoken to many different leaders. I've worked in many different companies, um, listening to co-founders and, and, and um, CEOs and thinking about, you know, kind of their characteristics. I think like it, it, I guess you can put it like into like a, an old school and new school kind of vision, so to speak. Um, the old school vision of leadership is like, you know, you, you have to be really direct and, and, and uh, very cold and you have to have a vision and everyone needs to follow follow you and not question you kind of thing and this is just very generic kind of viewpoint whereas mm -hmm. the the new model in my mind is like people are looking for leadership where people have that level of empathy you can have all those traits like I just mentioned but you have to have the ability to 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 understand um, who you're leading because if you don't understand them people won't follow that's the way I see it at least and this is just based on some conversation I've had with um, like I said with other leadership and and just looking at the type of leadership um, you know we have especially at our company today and the companies that worked with before it's definitely changed i think and i think it's come mostly that change has come because people are also requiring it and that's just my opinion of course and what are the things would you add into that t is part of making up that quality of um, having empathy i mean mm -hmm. I, would you kind of put collaboration into that and um, kind of really understanding your team which you've mentioned but mm -hmm. how important is collaboration for you in that kind of leadership skill a hundred percent. I don't think like, again, leadership isn't about doing things by yourself. It's the opposite, in my opinion. And that's something I've, I've really begun to understand um, in my previous last two roles is that, you know, you, you, you can go a long way about having your vision and your strategy and, and where you want to go, but you're not going to get there by yourself. So collaboration mm -hmm. is super important. I don't think any leader is going to get to their targets or goals without that. Mm. Do you, it's been interesting to because um, we had Tom Peters, who you mm. may recall as the um, person who set the scene on delivering excellence. Mm -hmm. So he's the author of In Search of Excellence. He's got a new book um, out and he feels that women have much more of that collaborative, empathetic approach to leadership on average than men. And it's an interesting question to ask another woman whether you perceive that to be the case or not. Oh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think, again, this is like a hard one to answer in a way. I think it's just based on my perception. Um, I think it's more prone to be with women. I think it's just because without having to like talk about too much like how the difference between men and women are because I'm, mm. unfortunately I think that there is differences and I think it's you know I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s um, and I think the generation in my kind of year and, and, and beyond have definitely been brought up to to see the world in a different way when you're a man and a woman and I think from growing up as a woman you definitely learn the trait of empathy in a different way now I, I believe that some people have it or don't have it I've met people in my life that that just don't have that whatever you want to call it gene that kind of empathy gene um so it's 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 either something you do have or don't but i think i've seen it much more in 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 women leadership um than with men and and then i think that sometimes you get that friction as well between two leaderships like if you have a men and women uh co-jointly working alongside you can definitely see that difference as well there is um there's kind of like a a a kind of a way of not understanding fully each other but trying to as well like you know collaboration coming in to join to to rule those differences out as well in my mm. opinion yeah no definitely and i think you know one of the things we talk about on, the, on this podcast fairly often is, is emotional intelligence something that's like popped up in quite a few, in quite a few recent mm -hmm. conversations and i think it's probably something that's like you know perhaps even more important now with with covid 
you know, everyone's yeah. working remotely, you, you don't really get that sort of human face-to-face interaction quite as much. And I think having that, as you, as you mentioned before, having that like empathetic, I guess, caring approach when, mm-hmm. when people are working remotely is perhaps, perhaps even more important. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to move on. I, like, I, I think what would be a, a really interesting question to, to get from your perspective, was there like a particular time in, in your career when you sort of realized you were in perhaps like a leadership position, whether that was maybe, you know, when you were running your own business or sort of being, a, you know, like a sales team manager at a couple of different companies and sort of what, what did you learn from that? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, I, I thought about that quite deeply and I, I would put it like into two kind of errors, so to speak. Um, back in my background when I was working in film, you know, that that's kind of like the first point of, of becoming a leader. I mean, any director sees themselves as a, you know, the leader, you have the vision, you have the story, you, you have this concept that you want to create and you want everyone else to follow your vision. Um, I think that's the first time when I really got to understand a little bit more what leadership is because without you guiding the ship everything you know things can go wrong very badly <laughs> that's I think that's that's the first point and then and then I kind of swung into you know when I came to the UK I kind of kind of got away from that leadership a little bit so I, I started learning the art of like management which I didn't do as much as a director funny enough like in in school we we didn't really understand like director being a director is 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 more is also about managing it's not just about having that vision and so when I started over here in sales I started you know very junior I started as an SDR um, became a consultant had my own business still have my side business as well uh, where I worked very closely with lead generation and and there I like started to understand how important management plays a part in that but I think when I kind of came into this this current role especially I I would say like the biggest transition has been when I've come into this role where it's been really important that I've had and haven't had to be so much as a manager I've had to be born of a leader so I've been charged with I guess in a way like that trust from my manager from our our you know um leaders saying okay t this is your part of the business now it's your time to take that forwards and create that vision so i think this is like the the it's been a transitioning period for me um and and i've learned so much from that so yeah that's what i would say at this point hopefully that answer your question a little bit there Callum. i'm more happy to to give more insight to that but that's what i would say at least at first well perhaps we could get a little bit more insight t and in terms of that learning for you what have been some of those big challenges in that transition if any um, yeah. that, you, that you could share with us and with our listeners who may also be facing similar challenges in that transition. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think the biggest, uh, I think the biggest challenge for me is I, I, I remember coming into both positions as a, as a film director and, and into sales in a more leadership role. Um, it's, you kind of, you have in the beginning, if you're not used to it, you can have this little bit of like this imposter syndrome where you kind of like yeah. feel like, um, gosh, I'm now on this and ex- everyone's expecting so much of me. Um, and that's not really the truth. Like, yes, there's a lot of expectations people have, but no one's forcing this view that you have to get everything right and you have to have everything perfect. But when you come into that sense, like, okay, now I'm, I'm kind of the big game, so to speak. Um, you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And I think that's been the biggest challenge for me, especially in the beginning, was realizing that, you know what, it's, it's okay to be able to say, you know what, I don't know this. It's okay to say, you know what, I made a mistake. It's okay to say that, you know what, I don't know all these avenues. Because I think maybe, and I can't vouch for everyone, but I think if the first time, I think when you start anything, you, you have a little bit of this, like, oh, can I do this? And, and you want to impress 
know, when you start a new career, you start a new company, you want to show people what you can do. And, and, and that can be a little bit, I want to say dangerous, but it can be a little bit challenging and very, very draining. Um, and, and realizing that you, you're, you don't have to keep this imposter syndrome, just, just do the best you can. And that's, that's, I think it's been one of the biggest challenges I've definitely had. Um, and that's, yeah, that's what I would like to mention at this point. And, and I mean, there's, there are other challenges as well. Um, but I think that's, that's the biggest one that I've come across really. I think that's a great point too. I think like it's so easy, isn't it, to almost like, you know, I'm not saying this has happened for you, but for just like me or mm. other people, it's very easy to sort of get in your own head a little bit, isn't it, when you're when you're stepping into a new role and that like that bag sometimes creep in, like, can you do this? Or, you know, is that is that are you gonna be able to overcome this challenge and things like that? And I guess in line with it being uh, a mental health awareness week, what what would you have any advice for others that are perhaps you know facing a, a challenging time ahead, either leading a team or managing a team of like how they can kind of um you know, like best move forward with that, like kind of reinstill that confidence within themselves and, you know, like push forward and actually keep leading that team? Oh, that's a good question, Callum. Um, gosh, um, I think that's one of the things I'm still actually working on. <laughs> so I don't know if like the <laughs> advice is as best as possible. I think it's like, what I try to do now is something I, I um, haven't always been good at. I think it's come with age, um, is that I'm trying to also take into this, this part of like steering away from the challenges I have and, and taking things like, day by day as well like and as as a leader i guess you, you, you know we're talking about like i said the word has now come across many times in this conversation already vision and and the strategy and that 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 looks at you're looking at a very long term kind of goal like where do you want to get to what's what's the plan um but i think that puts a lot of pressure um on people as well especially you know now covid there's other things happening mental health wise you're not seeing people so there's there's already like unnecessary pressure on top of that and i think being kind to yourself is 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 super important and, and taking things day by day um i don't know about you you guys but um that's been a, a very big lesson in my life overall not, not just in work but in in my personal life as well as like enjoy in, try to enjoy the moments you're in because you only have now yesterday is gone yesterday hasn't come yet focus on now as well because because if you're planning too far ahead, you're missing, you're missing a lot that's happening right now. And I think that's that's part of the leadership thing that I've also begun to understand. Like it's it's yes, long term is great, but but you need to look at what's happening now as well. What I like about that, Lee, and some um, T, sorry, and something that I resonate with is saying it will be what it will be, and not to mm. get uptight about things. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, there will be lessons in that to be learned, but. It is what it is, and we we learn from it. Absolutely, hundred you know, percent. Take it as it is. Don't get up tight. <laughs> <You know, laughs> yeah, exactly. It will work its way through. Yes, I mean life is life is short. You know, I mean everyone has goals and ambitions, um, but I think a lot of the time we, we put so much emphasis on tomorrow and tomorrow hasn't come yet when we just don't focus on what we need to do now. And, and are we doing the best that we can do now? And, and it doesn't mean that you have to stress that out. It's more like just enjoy what you're doing now as well. Like tomorrow will come and, and you will be fine. But if you're emphasizing too much on that, then it, it, it will cause another headache. It will cause another anxiety level. And, and again, we're in COVID uh, across on a global scale. So we have enough as it is. So yeah, I would just say, be kind to yourself and just remember to focus on the now. Do you think kindness is an important leadership trait, T? I, I think so. That's my personal opinion. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a very empathetic person. I try to understand who I'm working with. I, I wanna understand the individual, individuals, you know, um, 
So, you know, like my one-to-ones with, with Callum and the team is I always tell them like, this is your, this is your show and this is your therapy session, so to speak. Like, I, I want you to tell me what's on your mind so I can understand you better. I can empathize. And, and that comes with kindness as well. Like, I, I think it's a huge trait. And again, going back to, like I said, back in the day when I was looking at some of the leaders that I was working back, especially in the film industry, they're, 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 they're not necessarily always the kindest people. They're very kind of rogue and, 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 and very bossy and, and, and all these things. And I think kindness um, is something that people didn't see as a quality that you needed in leadership. Whereas I think that comes back to this new age version of, of leadership is that empathy and kindness, I, I think they work hand in hand. Um, and, and you need to be kind to your people. Because again, I mean, why would someone follow you if you have a goal that you want to um, achieve and you want people to see that vision and, and follow you? You need to have that, that kindness and empathy. Um, otherwise, why would, why would you follow a person like that? That's my, that's my view on things. And I, I strongly um, abide by those rules. I always want to be empathetic in everything I can. I need to be harsh as well where needed, but um, without empathy and kindness, then, then who am I really? Sure. I can definitely uh, definitely confirm that from my side of things as well. I definitely got a very uh, caring <laughs> and, and empathetic approach to, to working with us all at, at Snowplan. Um, I think it's, you know, I, I definitely appreciate it and I think it brings out the, the best in all of us. And mm-hmm. I think what's really interesting, what you said that is, is very much like aligned with, with what, we've been, what we've been talking about in, in a couple of recent podcast episodes about being kind, being kind, mm-hmm. being kind, mm-hmm. not only to others, but also to yourself as well. Yeah. And then also the focus of kind of, you know, being in the here and now, being present, like, you know, as you, as you mentioned, kind of now is now is all we've got rather than sort of obsessing or focusing about what's coming tomorrow or sort of five years down the line. And I think as, as Tom Peters mm-hmm. was saying, talking about excellence as well, like excellence yeah. isn't, you know, kind of a, a long term sort of strategic objective. It's kind of how you spend, you know, the next five minutes, your next discussion, your next email, your next, mm-hmm. your next call. Um, mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> ties in really nicely with everything <laughs> we just said. Um, I just wanted to, to move on to sort of uh, one of our sort of final couple of questions. Um, I think mm-hmm. we definitely discussed like a lot of a lot of like really good content in here too, from like uh, leadership, like vision, mm-hmm. dealing with imposter syndrome, and being kind and all these different things. If we could maybe like boil that down into sort of three pieces of advice, maybe for managers that are transitioning into like a leadership mm-hmm. role, or or mm-hmm. leaders moving mm-hmm. into a, a managerial role, would you have any like three sort of top tips or traits that they could perhaps try and embody? Yes, um, I think this kind of ties down again to the empathy and kindness piece, really. Um, I, I, I really think that um, the three pieces, if someone asked me, like, what, what makes a good leader or what would you need to combine in that leadership? I would definitely say, like, encourage people's creativity. Creativity doesn't mean, like, you know, you have to understand how to draw or, or, or write or anything like that. Creativity can be in many forms, but you need to find what what you can find in the individual like again empathy comes into like understanding the people you work with finding ways that you can encourage them to be creative because finding again it's like you you have a a a path that you want to follow at the end of the goal and I think at the end of it you want to get there but again you can't do it alone so by encouraging others to help you find the way to get there and not be so like uh, not be a tyrant and be like this is my way the highway you have to be in saying look I, I I really respect your your opinions this is where I want to get to and and I want to encourage you guys to think outside of the box and and find uh, a way to be creative um, and do things that will help us get there and, and again it's a teamwork effort so I think encouraging creativity within your your team your 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 organization is a huge huge thing um 
again, the ties into the second piece, which is like find ways to motivate um, people, whatever that is, whether that's um, doing more social things or um, having more, more individual coaching sessions or whatever that is. And, and you can think outside the box as well. It doesn't have to be something that's, that's done before. I think you have to motivate people to um, not just to follow you, but to also do what they want to do and and because you know we work um pretty much you know over over what 80 percent of the time and in life and um you want to be able to make sure that your people that you are working with enjoy what they do so you have to motivate them i think and 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 the third piece again ties into one something i, I just said uh, before earlier is you know what it's okay to say that you don't have the answer it's okay to say that you don't know what to say next um, being a leader, yes, it's a lot of things and people look to you and, and, and look for answers, but it, it won't make you any less of a leader if you say, you know what, I just don't know. Let me give me some time to figure this out and I'll come back to you. And if you know what, if you come back at the end and say, I still don't know, that's fine, because I think that takes a lot of courage as a leader to, to admit that you don't have the answers all the time. Have you got any examples, T? I mean, thank you for sharing those three things. And I, mm -hmm. I agree with you about being able to develop that creativity is mm -hmm. important. Have you got any sort of good examples you could share where you've really been able to allow teams to develop that creativity or you've worked with somebody who's enabled you to be incredibly creative in your leadership or your capacity as a leader? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I think, um, I mean, my teams usually, I, I, you know, again, like I said, there's, there's a vision and goal I want to get to, but without the team, I can't do it. And so it's not just getting the team to do the, the process and tasks. I want them to enjoy their, their work. And I think the best way that I've, I've seen at least people, and, 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 and Callum can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but I think, um, you know, delegating tasks and, and saying, look, I need your support on this and, and find a way to be um, the best that you can be. So, you know, whether that's being creative by um, getting the team to do um, video prospecting, for instance, in our case, when we go out and reach to new businesses, um, be creative on how you approach people, whether that's video, whether that's something else. And it's not just about me coming up with the idea. I want, the, I, I want you know, the team and, and individuals to think, okay, how can I do this? I want to be able to empower people to feel like they have a say in something. It's not just, again, me as a, as a, as a leader, as a tyrant, uh, a tyrannical view of a leader saying, this is how you need to do it. I want people to say, you know what, I've got this idea and, and, and I want you and I want to share it with you um, and what do you think and let's work together on this it's it's very similar to the the I had a really amazing boss um, I, I I do as well as now but one of the person that kind of really showed me what leadership is was um, about four years ago in a company and 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 he really kind of helped me understand like this is you know what I'm, I'm going to challenge you I'm going to give you space to come up with a creative strategy come up with a creative way of doing things like this is the way we've done it always but it needs uh it needs to change it, we need to get results and that really allowed me as a, as a as a person of course I have a creative background but again it doesn't it doesn't mean you have to have that I think it's just allowing people to give that space to to allow people to be creative and find different ways. And, and whether that's by reaching out to other people and, and getting their ideas and thoughts, or it's about you coming up with things. I, I think it's a combination of everything, but I, as long as you give space um, to people, where, again, for yourself or for your people you work with, I think that's super important. Sure, go on, no, I was gonna say, I, I could definitely, definitely agree with that, Auntie. I think when you said, you know, about asking for other people, asking for support from other people, it definitely sort of gives you that like empowering feeling that, you know, that, that other person can sort of help grow and, and, and you mm -hmm. know, it's a, it's a challenge for them as well. And they can kind of like 
take on a creative approach to, to fulfill whatever task that might be and something some of the some of the our guests have said on sort of previous episodes is all about leadership mm-hmm. is kind of around the self-development of, of yes. others versus yourself and I think those things that you just said there about like having space to grow and all those sorts of things like definitely like very much ties in to that point yeah and I think it's also you know it's about trust as well like um I think <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of people like I said in in leadership roles um where I think they they want to be able to hold like the every single string in their arms or in their hands sorry and 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 that's that's fine but that I think that sometimes the problem happens there is that because you have this sense of I need to control everything, you, you don't have a sense of trust in who you work with. And I, I, I want to always build teams and work with teams that that I can trust in and, and say, look, you know what, we're all adults. I, I'm hired you here for a purpose. Um, I, I have my view on things, but it doesn't mean I'm right on that. And I want people to feel like they can be trusted um, to do things um, rather than me just being an overlooker and saying, well, you haven't done this. Why haven't you done that? Trust, um, trust and verify, I think is one of the, the leaders in, in, in I've worked for Ford in, in a previous company taught me like, uh, y- of course you need to trust, but it's good to verify sometimes as well. It's good to check and double check that people are doing what, what you kind of need to get to the goal. So trust is important, but um, verification is, it is tied in there as well. I'm really pleased you picked up on this point about creativity too, because I think it's mm. been underrated in leadership. And I think we're beginning to recognize the importance of it and how it can really help to drive change and new opportunities and tap into people's kind of creative um, spirits and thought processes. Mm-hmm. But I think it needs to be tied back into having a culture that really encourages it. So I, I guess as we come to the last question, how important do you think the culture of an organization is in really encouraging that creativity? Uh, I, I would say 100%. Um, again, I've worked in places where the culture has has been a little bit more as a, a single view kind of culture, I guess, in a way, like um, where there's not much trust in people. Um, everything has to be done in a certain way. Um, so you then you you kind of narrow down the creativity. You don't allow people to be creative. And, and I think that ties into people's overall happiness and, and, and tenure and everything. Um, so I think it has to be inside the culture. And, I th- and, and the only way I think that can happen really in, in full effect, if, it's, if it happens from way above, from very senior leadership, the co-founder, CEO level, um, I think those are the people that drive the, the culture of the organization, because if it's trickled down, you know, they, they want to make sure that you, they bring in people that see a similar view to them and, and continue that same kind of that road and that mindset, then they hire, you know, people onto the organization who have the similar view and, and so forth and so forth. So if, if you, as long as you kind of follow that line, um, you know, then it allows that, that room for being creative um, and giving people that space. But I think it, if you don't, if it doesn't happen from the top level, it won't happen at all. So mm. that's that's just the way I view it. And again, I could be completely wrong. It's just based on some of the um, things I've seen in my life. And and I would probably say that I vouch for that quite a bit. For sure. Oh, yeah. Great point. And I would uh, definitely kind of back that with saying, I think the culture of, of where we both work has been um, has been really, really incredible, uh, at least from my experience in the past few months. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we draw things to, to a close to you, we'd like to just sort of give our guests a few minutes uh, at the end of the discussion <laughs> just to sort of like share anything that they've got coming up in their work or, or their career that they want to share with our guests or sort of any kind of closing thoughts on, on the discussion that we've had. So if there's anything else that you'd like to, um, to share, please, uh, please feel free. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks, Callum. Um, so, yeah, actually, um, 
I and Callum, maybe those is already by now, but I'm 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 very much of a thinker person um, and always thinking of of ways to do things and help other people. Again, I'm very empathetic and I, I believe in helping others uh, without even outside of my organization. So I am also working on um, right now a book for for cells development. I'm I'm very passionate about cells development. Um, and cells in general, um, it's 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 and it's not just a work related thing. I think it ties down to even your personal life. You can be really good. And and Callum has taught has um, heard me say like in cells and I I I talk about like being kind of like a Jedi mind master <laughs> of certain things. <laughs> and 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 I think like I've I've had a lot of different variety of managers in my life, and 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 some of them you know really great, some of them maybe not so unfortunately. But again, it's not. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. I sometimes think that people. Um, want to be something. I remember back being in school uh, and everyone wanted to be a director, everyone like, because that's where the big money is, that's where your vision is. But people, you know, the best advice I got from my from my teacher was, you know what, that the way that you're going to learn to become a good director, if you start from the very bottom, if you understand how you build something, how you build a film, it comes from the screenwriting, it comes from the editing, and that makes you a great director. The same thing um, comes from here. I think like, you know, great, people want to be leaders, but why don't you first try to be a, a manager? And, and and this ties again, I think a little bit like not everyone is good at manager and not everyone is a great leader. I think to be a great leader, you have to have a little bit of both qualities. So based on this kind of, um, I guess, road uh, that I've been on uh, from different angles, I, I'm wanting to write a book about sales development and how those things kind of tie in as well and, and how um, people need to understand these points as well in sales development and if you're becoming an SDR manager and, and not just that, but looking at different kind of ways of, of being, taking sales development as, as a career. I think a lot of the time people look at, um, you know, people just booking meetings and that's just, they, that's all they are. Like they're just this little little P in, in the big organization where I, I see it, it's a huge, it's a huge chunk. It's like more like a, a huge watermelon <laughs> in the organization because without it, you can't exist. And, and I, I wanna be able to write about what I've learned and, and what I've over the years seen, like many people don't necessarily talk about like the, the human behavior aspect and how you need to analyze things from a certain point of view and, and to become a Jedi mind master, because if you can do that, you can get your, you can get those um, outcomes that you want to get to. So yeah, that's what I'm doing in the background. I'm studying to, um, to write a book about that. And um, I want to do more kind of like courses and help other SDR managers and other SDRs as well. Awesome. Thanks, Steve. I, I didn't know that you were writing a book, and I'm sure that'll be an absolute bombshell of knowledge in that book. So I'm very much looking forward <laughs> to, to reading that when it comes out. Um, T, it's been, it's been a real pleasure to have you on. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, so, so thank you very much for taking the time every day to, to have a chat with us. Um, as I said, yeah, it's been, it's been a real pleasure. And I think we've, um, you know, we've discussed a lot of uh, amazing topics in this conversation. So, so a big thank you from me. Thank you very much, Callum. A big thank you from me, T, as well. I wish you every success with your book. Thank, thank you, you Rebecca. Much. Thank you. It's thank been, you very much. It was a pleasure. <laughs> it's been amazing to chat with you. I've loved it. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.